The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome. This is WISN, the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist on the air today and every Saturday at 10 o'clock with Joe Still and John White. Welcome back to both of you. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Paul. Great to be back. Great to have you in studio. John White, welcome back. As I saw you last Saturday, you and Marie McFarland were Yeah, I'm now a repeat offender. Another Saturday for us. (laughs) You said that, not me. (laughs) It's good to have you as a repeat offender. Um, Love having you guys talk about retirement, and that's the background. A a real quick description of the Kowal Investment Group, because we've got additions in recently. Heartland, uh, you will be in Delafield opening up soon. That's right. World headquarters in Waukesha, Wisconsin, also up in Port Washington, in Phoenix, Arizona, in Racine, Wisconsin, the Kowal Way, K-O-W-A-L is the website, thekowalway.com. Please check it out. And if anybody has questions throughout the show, retirement questions, your future, your nest egg, you don't have to be inclined to call the Kowal Investment Group. Please call them at 262 522 40. A busy show, as always, with our regular feature. Joe, we're going to cover it later on. We're going to hear from Aaron Kowal with the Boss Segment Business Owners and their savings and security. We're going to hear from you guys, both of you, with the Wealth Management and Preservation Segment. Joe, what do you got for us later on? We're going to talk a little bit about Social Security and your income taxes while you're taking your benefits. See the theme here? Everything we talk about revolves around retirement. That's right. And and it's one, I think one area that, uh, and John can attest to this, we receive tons and tons of questions on Social Security. And we're going to go into a little more detail on your income taxes when you're taking your benefits. I mean, Not I, a lot of people, I, I think, understand how that works. There's the when. When do you start taking Social Security? Yeah. Um, there's so many questions regarding when Carol is on, should we get the most calls probably out of the year, because everybody seems to have a question on Social Security. Right, right. And if you're in retirement or nearing retirement, it's definitely part of your plan. So how does that play into your retirement and taxes? That's segment two. But we start the show, John White, with you today. And you're going to talk about what? A happy retirement. That's right. Everyone wants a happy retirement. I'm citing a Kiplinger article here called How to Create a Happy Retirement. You start with the three P's. And the first P is philosophy. And that's taking time to reflect and understand your own philosophy philosophy about financial planning. You know, I have some clients that they know exactly what they want to do in retirement. They've planned for it. They've got some trips outlined. Um, they've got some you know, spending goals, they, they want to make, you know, improvements to their house, go on, you know, buy a cabin, live somewhere else. Golf. Golf, fish. yes. Golf, The fish. usual. Yeah. Yep, the usual. And then I have other clients that it's, it's like a deer in a headlight. They're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to be retiring, right? And, and then the spouse might say, yes, and you're going to be home an awful lot more. And you can tell <laughs> that might be a good thing, and it might not. Yeah, be. and and without passing, of course, any judgment on my part, it, that they haven't really given it much thought. And that's and, a whole new lifestyle. Yes, absolutely. Now think about it: forty hours a week, you were what doing whatever, and boom, you're home. Right, and 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 it could have been 
one of many factors, right, that caused them to go, okay, this is the year that I'm calling it quits. Maybe some health event happened. Uh, maybe a coworker retired and they told them how great it was and they finally said, you know what, I want to hang out more with my coworker and because we have good times together. W whatever it might be, they've decided today's the day that they're going to call a quiz. What I found is people might fall into the trap of you know, watching their investments all the time and making sure that everything is going correctly. And we don't necessarily want people to focus too much on that. We want them to have a plan in place or a philosophy uh, where, you know, we help them manage their retirement plan so they don't have to worry about the investments and watching the markets every day, making sure that everything's okay. Um, obviously, you should have a concern, no question about that. But, but when it comes to your retirement, do you really want to spend every single day watching what the markets are doing? In other words, what is your philosophy? What is the, the, the big, big picture of your retirement? What do you want it to look like? And so, you know, I think it is a mistake not to do at least a little bit of planning, um, at least to say, you know, maybe 10 years out from retirement might be a good time to go, okay, and, you know, the finish line is 10 years out from now. Let's start crafting a strategy. Because what I do notice is the ones that have done some planning, the ones that have planned those trips, You've got something now to retire to. So that's an exit strategy almost, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely right. And the more real you can make it, the more meaningful these meetings that we have are. Um, because, you know, in, in my first review with a client I'm, or, or prospect and I'm talking to them, I'm going to flesh out those details and ask them questions about what's coming up. And they might not have the answer right away, but you can see the rules starting to turn as, as more and more comes out as to what they're going to do. I had a, a prospect the other day say he might do some consulting work, but he really didn't know for sure. But but that means you're still going to dabble in some work. I, I don't necessarily think that's always a bad idea just to stay socially active. Right, uh, absolutely. In a perfect world, maybe we could wean ourselves from a job, but not every employer is willing to do that, right? Right. And uh, I, I I have met those prospects where it literally is coming up so fast that they've just it's totally caught them by surprise. They're sure. still working, still doing things in their job, and they just have not had any time at all to reflect on this huge monumental change. And that brings us into the, the second P, which is the planning that goes behind it. Uh, so no matter what, you know, you want your retirement planning to be specific and customized for you. Don't settle for generic um, retirement rules and outdated plans and, and procedures and tax laws. A lot of people read articles on Google and they think, oh, that's just the way it's always going to be. Things are constantly changing in this industry. Well, with the internet listening to, let's face it, if you are talking about retirement around your home, you're going to start seeing some ads right, on your social media and other... Right, Joe? I'm not wrong. If you mention refrigerator, you're going to start seeing refrigerator ads on Facebook or whatever. Uh, the analytics. If you search for a refrigerator on Google, you're going to start seeing more pop-up ads for refrigerators. Correct. Yeah. You know, Big Brother is listening, if you want to call it that, all yeah. the time. Yeah. And that is helpful. You know, and as far as for those people who maybe haven't developed that philosophy and haven't done the planning uh, to put some bugs in their ear, Right. Yeah, but John, you know, John mentioned you'll see these articles on retirement. I see them all the time. Look at the source. Where is this from? Right. Is it from a reputable? Is it from Kiplinger's or Wall Street Journal? Or is it just some some doofus in his basement saying this is what you need to do for retirement? Always be aware of your source. Right. right. And I've had a lot of conversations with clients over the years that are approaching retirement. And, and John talked about maybe 10 years away. I'm even thinking maybe a little closer than that, like four or five years away. And we start having conversations with them about, okay, 
What are you going to do in retirement? What are you thinking? You know, how are things going at work? Do you have the ability to maybe start weaning down on your hours? Go to a part-time situation. Uh, I know a survey that I talked about on the show a few years ago surveyed recent retirees. And one of the things that they recommended overwhelmingly was to start planning a few years out. Yep. And a lot of them said, go, you know, if you can go to a part time to allow yourself to figure out what you're going to do and give yourself extra time over a period of time to find something you really enjoy doing so you can occupy your time with something that's beneficial. I mean, I'm no expert, I'm no doctor, but psychologically, emotionally, even physically, it's got to be a change to your system, your overall system. You might be waking up at a different time, your routine, your whole, your brain is not going to be spinning in the morning. I got to get ready and get on the road and go to my job. Right. And, you know, that's a myth buster right there is that you now have more time to think about things because people think, oh, well, I'm in retirement now. My spending's going to go down. That's a big one. Um, you're gonna have more time on your hands to think about how you're gonna spend that money, and guess what? You're probably gonna spend it. And yes, you obviously are now in distribution mode, right? You're no longer getting a paycheck; you're taking from your assets, um, and that's a huge shift. It is massive because now, yes, you, you're watching what your investments are doing, but again, where we come from is we want it to be a customized approach, whether that be social security planning, like Joe's gonna talk about next, or you know. Do you have a pension? What kind of election should you take? What are your choices with your pension? Uh, that's a specified and customized answer to that. Roth conversions, you know, is that a good idea for you? Does it make sense to do that? Um, obviously, establishing wills and trusts and estate planning for all the what-ifs in life, get that squared away, make sure it's updated. That There's a lot that goes into this, and it should be specific to you. There is no cookie-cutter approach to retirement planning. You want a customized strategy. And we all probably have a different number that we're looking at. Every client's mm-hmm. going to give you a different answer. Like, how, do you, how much are you looking to get a year? I mean, what were you accustomed to? Were you making six figures a year? Is that what you're used to? Right. And... Uh, prospects I guess met with uh, very recently uh, their spending goal given their asset level I thought would be quite large it was very small I was kind of shocked <laughs> and I said really this this is all you want to spend given your asset level and like yep they, we're not big spenders you know but of course I might see the opposite of that that people that haven't maybe diligently mm-hmm. saved as much or they've got different circumstances or maybe they haven't quite thought it all the way through or thought all in other words you're going to find out three months four six right. months in holy right. cow and that's why we went to dinner plans, a lot more. Right? We're, we're planning this. We're strategizing. We're using cash flow software to make sure this is going to work. Do you take into account uh, the the market we're in, inflation? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We make assumptions in any cash flow. Um, and so, you know, the big three assumptions I would say is your spending goal remains the same and adjusts for inflation as time goes on. Uh, we run inflation around 3%. Since 1913 until now, it's been around 3%. So that's a that's a nice long data set to use. Uh, we'll assume uh, a long life, you know, 95 plus years of living. Um, and we'll also assume that you're getting, you know, the same investment return with, you know, and we don't get too aggressive with that. We want to make sure the plan is bulletproof and it's going to last despite all the craziness in the markets. Over the years, the founder of the Kowal Investment Group, Jeff Kowal, has said this line so many times it's ingrained in my brain. You may screw up and live too long. Yes. And yes. the first time he said it, it almost took me aback. Don't we want to live as long as possible? He's like, no, I'm talking about financially. You didn't plan to be 95. You plan to have enough to be 85. You retire, let's say 65, that's 20 years. Well, what if you do screw up and live to be 95? 
Right. And, and I would add, we always stress test the plan in a couple of ways. And we plan for the worst case scenario to happen, which means a 2008 event happens at some point in your retirement. And uh, we hope for the best, but we plan for the worst. A, reci- that's, a recession. That's the mindset we take. Correct. The you stock know, market goes down 30% or more. That's not good. Right. Do you, do you just want to wing it with your retirement <laughs> when that income coming in is turned off from your employer? Yeah. Right? Do you just want to wing check's it? That check gone. Right. That, you, that check benefits, right? I, are you right. ready? Are you eligible for, for um, Medicare? Right. If you're not, you've got to get health insurance. So the three P's to philosophy, the second P was for planning. Correct. The third P is for process, and we started to go into a little bit. But, you know, I I would say a fair amount of prospects and clients that I meet with, this is very overwhelming. You know, a, there's a lot going on here. Taxes, Social Security, estate planning, you know, health care insurance. There's, there's just so many things running through people's heads. And what my job is, is to dissect this and or use a building analogy brick by brick, make sure that everything's being taken care of so that the client's not feeling completely overwhelmed, that we have a plan in place, we have processes that we follow to make sure that they're not going to run out of money in retirement. I never want to have a client come back and tell me, John, you said I could retire <laughs> and now I can't. I never, ever want to have that conversation with a client. I want to make sure that everything goes if anything, it's all good surprises. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want for my clients. They've worked very hard for this money. I take it very seriously, and I want to make sure they're going to have a fantastic retirement. So, you know, take away the stress from it. You know, t- give us the stress. Let us work with you and show you how this plan will come together and get you where you want to be. Yeah, early in the show, John, you mentioned, do you want to be that guy in retirement that's going to his computer and checking the market every day or checking the balance of your funds? And my answer is no, I don't, because I work so hard to get here. And I, I spent years checking that balance. I don't want to be doing that in retirement. I want to be going out and doing what retirees do yeah. or maybe spending time with the grandkids or you don't want to be on the computer worrying that you're right. Stress. You don't want to be stressed. And this is one of the parts of my job that I love is they get to make, make uh, meet people from all different walks of life, different backgrounds, different jobs, different careers. But what they all have in common is they've worked very hard for that money. <laughs> and I want to make sure it's going to last. And and I, again, I've said this before, but I take it very seriously. We all do, the Coal Investment Group. We want to make sure our clients are, they're not stressing about this. They're not checking the markets. They're going out and doing other stuff they'd rather do. Like maybe it's volunteer work or hobbies or golf is a big one, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what we want them to spend no, their time. No, pickleball. I, I, think, <laughs> pickleball. I think the phrase we actually put on a billboard is outsource your stress to us. That's and a we great truly, line. truly want you to do that. That's why people come to us and that's why they work with us is because they don't want to stress. Yeah. If I need a surgery, I, I'm going to see a physician. He's going to probably refer me to a specialist and I'll, and I'll schedule it. Uh, I don't want to stress over that. I'm, but, right. But the word there is important, process. Yeah. We're not winging it on our end either, right? Uh, it, it, we have a specific you, you process that day, we follow. Joe. We yeah. see every possible scenario, and I guarantee we've seen every scenario come into our office Probably in the first year I was with Coal Investment Group, I saw every possible retirement scenario you could think of. In a perfect world, we've got enough money to last. But sometimes you do run out. We've we've heard stories, remember during COVID, of, um, well, I was a greeter at Walmart, and, and I, I depended on that money right. in retirement, and all of a sudden they couldn't go to Walmart, right? Well, we're beyond COVID now, but the point remains, you don't want to 
unless you do want to go back to work because you miss your friends. I, I think most people retire, they think that's permanent. They don't plan to go back to work. Right. No. And, and you know, I've, I've had a few clients that they've retired for one year and they really missed. Mm-hmm. And then they actually went back to the company, but in a lower paying position just because they wanted to be part of that social environment. That's what they really missed, the camaraderie. So you had uh, that nice corner office and yeah. now you'll be cleaning bathrooms. But as long yeah. as you don't mind coming yeah. back to the company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome back, Joe. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really Not you, Joe. I just picked yeah. that name. Consulting works a big one. Um, but, you know, maybe after a couple of years of doing that, then they do start to go, you know what? Yeah, I really am done. You know, We're like, done. We're done here. You know, I, I have been for a long time, but just part-time a musician playing some local bands, right? I know a lot of musicians that are actually full-time. They do make a career out of it. Some of them teach lessons on the side, and, and they always talk about there is no retirement. They're still playing out. Have you noticed local rock bands? Go to State Fair. Summerfest is over. Go to State Fair and look at the side stages, the local cover bands playing classic rock and all that. All those guys are over 50. Right. You don't see many 22-year-olds in these live bands anymore. I don't know why, because they're all playing PlayStation, I guess, or the Xbox. I'm, I'm not sure, but there's, there's something to it. And the, the point is they're all happy. They want to be playing, and it's got some side you know, income as well. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think with my clients, a good relationship is a sign that, yeah, we're talking about the markets. We're talking about how their portfolio is doing. That's all great. But I'm more interested in their recent trip to, I had some clients just come back from India and we're talking about their trip to Nepal and everything. It was awesome. You know, that's the kind of stuff that I'm really interested in hearing about. And okay, what's next? What other trips are you going to But those take? trips cost money, John. Right. Oh yeah. And don't get me wrong. We definitely talk about the money. We definitely talk about the investments in the market. It's very important. But, um... I think as time goes on and these relationships with my clients continue to to go stronger, we're talking more about what really matters to them. And it's not the financial markets. It's what they're doing with their all this time they have now. Yeah, traveling. Mm-hmm. Doing, doing, we couldn't travel during our jobs because it's hard to take off three, four weeks. Yeah. And I've noticed a lot of my clients after COVID, of course, are aggressively traveling, like getting fitting in all those missed trips from 2020. That is a thing. If you yeah. talk to the cruise, every, it's all back. Oh, yeah. Traveled and then some, right? Yes. Restaurants and some restaurants struggle, I think, but that's more of the employment issue, finding employees. Right. Yes. That actually want to come in and work. Right, right. But it's not having, you know, troubles attracting customers. I think uh, we are back in full force. I mean, last week's Harley reunion was a huge success. One uh, 20th was, was last week, and, and it, people love downtown from all over the country, tens of thousands of people, right? Yeah. Um, this weekend, I was wrong about this last week. I was talking on all my shows about the Northwestern Mutual Convention, the annual convention. That is this weekend. They're in town this week. And so downtown be, be a hopping. Hotel rooms are full. Yeah, I definitely saw a fair share of Harleys last week, too. I, yeah, just hundreds of them. They're yeah. Kind of fun to watch. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, it's only one weekend. It was their 120th. So Foo Fighters put on a heck of a show, I was told. Green Day as well. Uh, John, you mentioned the three P's. Before we break, and Joe Still's going to uh, chime in along with Aaron Kowal with the business owners segment right after the commercial break to review philosophy, planning, and have a process in place. Okay. And if you don't have that plan because you're too busy working, have the Kowal investment plan or group do it. Yeah. This is what you do. You you take right. away that stress. This is what we live and breathe every day. Absolutely. Thekowalway.com. The same phone number, Joe Still, for all locations, right? Yes, 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040. Anything comes up that you ever have any questions on from a retirement or financial planning perspective, call our office. I know we need to break, and we'll do that right now. 
I know many people that have a 401k and it's doing quite well, according to them, but they tell me that's all they have. And they check on it every now and then. Joe, in your overall opinion, is that enough? Just to set it and forget it? I've got a 401k. I'm good. No, that's not enough. And and you need to have a plan. Uh, I hesitate because I don't know that person's situation. As John said yeah. earlier, everyone's different. Right. Maybe there's three million in that 401k. Maybe, maybe there's yes. Maybe, maybe they were aggressive. But savers. maybe there's fifty thousand. Right. And right. you may think that's oh, I got fifty grand. Right. So it 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 really starts with what kind of lifestyle do you want to lead in retirement? And how much is that going to cost you? You do a cash flow, don't you? Very detailed cash flow. Yeah. Yep. You just run the numbers. You'll, you'll know if you've got enough. I'd, so coming up, we're going to hit Social Security. That's yes. part of retirement. And, and income taxes in Social Security. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. So what they do at the Kowal Investment Group, check out the website, the Kowal Way. As Joe said, one phone number for all the locations. So again, questions for this show, the Retirement Clinic, 262-522-4040. The Kowal Investment Group also does the market reports during the Mark Belling Show, Monday through Friday, every day. Reports are in the 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. news blocks. And more info online at the Kowal Way. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. When it comes to selling your business, failing to properly plan could mean losing out on significant money and therefore putting a large dent into your retirement nest egg. As a business owner, you want to secure the maximum value possible for you and your family. This means you need to plan years in advance. Yes, years. Proper planning to get the most out of selling your business takes time. Here are three ways to help get the maximum value. One, begin with the end in mind. Are you planning to sell to a family member, a partner, an employee, or to a third party? Start discussing options and ideas with a team of professionals, including an accountant, attorney, and financial advisor. Together, this team can bring the expertise you need to develop an exit plan and help you get the most out of the sale. Two, consider an aggressive tax loss harvesting strategy. The sale of your business can trigger long-term capital gain, and capital gains tax will apply, therefore reducing the net proceeds from the sale. A financial advisor will be able to help you determine if this strategy makes sense for you. And three, start planning early with trusts. Not only do trusts help provide clear instructions for the distribution of an estate or business, trusts are also used for asset protection and estate or income tax planning. An estate planning attorney can help you explore different trust options and determine what is best for you. If you need help creating a proper exit plan for your business, give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or visit thecowalway.com. Back with the Retirement Clinic on WISN every Saturday morning. The Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Now, everything is about retirement. There's so many facets under that main umbrella of retirement. John White is here. Joe Still. In this segment, Joe, and we want to thank Aaron Kowal. I should mention, you just heard the boss segment. That's acronym. Stands for Business Owners Savings and Security. But everything revolves around retirement. So, Joe, we're going to turn our attention now to Social Security and also taxes. Probably things people don't want to hear about on a Saturday. Oh, taxes. Correct. This is, again, why we let you guys do it. I promise this is going to be interesting. (laughs) We make it exciting. Yes, of course. Uh, No, this is, Social Security is something that we talk about all the time. And 
obviously for every retiree, they have to decide, okay, when should I start taking my social security benefits? And, and of typical questions we get on social security, that's probably the number one, you know, when should I start taking my social security? And I always, you know, try to come back with the question that the social security presenter always asked in return to a response to that question from clients of when should I take it? They come back with, that's an easy one. Just tell me when you're going to die and I'll tell you when to start taking social security. You know, of course. And everyone laughs in the crowd. Oh, you know, <laughs> but that is so true because you just don't know when you're going to, when you're going to die and how long you're going to take that money. But there are a lot of other factors that go into that answering that question. Um, and so it's not an easy answer. It really depends. And, and obviously, going to a professional is extremely important in this case if you want to get the right answer to that question. Because we're always going to come back to our clients with, okay, let's go through a bunch of different questions and, and find out how does this fit into your income puzzle when we look at retirement. What do you want to do with your nest egg? You know, one of the one of the big ones that we answer ask all the time is, okay, um, do you want to provide some money to your heirs? Is that one of your goals? Leave money behind. Leave for money your behind. Not saying for most of our clients that's not the number one goal. They want to mm -hmm. enjoy their retirement, but if that's a goal of yours, then that will have a factor on on that decision of when should I start taking Social Security. That could also play into some estate planning where you guys get involved. I mean, how many estate planning attorneys have been on this show over the years? Uh, countless times. Ton. Where Ton. We talk about having that trust. Are you passing it along? If you're a business owner, all of that, there's so many right. moving parts to retirement. Right. And and we'll address that one in a little bit when we go through this. But I, I saw a recent article in Kiplinger's just titled Taxes. And what caught my interest was... It's talking about taxes, income taxes, and your Social Security benefits. And that's another question we get from a lot of clients is, okay, I'm going to start taking Social Security next year. Do I need to withhold any for taxes on my Social Security benefits? And this one's an interesting one because if you think about it, um, your, your Social Security benefits, that's actually your money that your employer and you have withheld from your paycheck for a long time, right? Take a look at the stub. Right. Every now and then. I know it's all digital now, but right. you know, I, I go in and look at those taxes and it, it can be a little alarming. Right. So when people think about the government taxing the money that has already come out of mm -hmm. your paycheck, you know, that that can get a little concerning. Or I should say you can get a little upset about, oh my gosh, I have to pay tax on this money. Why should I have to pay tax on this money? But we do. But you do. And to give a little history, um, you can so it's you can be responsible for paying income taxes on up to eighty five percent of your social security benefits, depending on your income picture in retirement. So, you know, if you don't have any other sources of income, which is not the case for, for most of the people, um, then you're probably not going to withhold any taxes from your Social Security benefits. Mm -hmm. But if you have multiple sources of income, then you are most likely going to have 
have to withhold some of that. We're talking about retirement income, right? Retirement like, like your IRA or your correct or whatever it is that you have is social. I mean, this is the big question I'm sure you get all the time. It's not intended for, I'm talking about social security. It's not intended solely for you to live on just that alone. Right. It's not going to be near enough. Right. Yeah. Usually it's in the 30 percentile for most people of, you know, their, their income in retirement. Just, so just a third back about 40 years ago, um, Ronald Reagan signed into law in 1983. That's when the government started taxing up to 50% of your benefits. Um, And I think we can all understand why. Because when the original numbers were done, we didn't expect people to live as long as they're living and collect as long as they're collecting benefits. And as we've covered on on this program before, if we don't make some changes in the next few years, the Social Security Trust Fund is is going to go upside down. And now that does not mean you're going to lose your benefits. So we know that um, money is going to continue to come in as long as we have people working in this country, Well, which that'll be forever. See, a guy like me, it gets all defensive. But I've been paying in since I've been age 15. And uh, by golly, it better not go belly up. Right. It's really a huge, as Jeff would say, a political yeah. football. Yeah. So starting 40 years ago, they had to they had to figure out how do we start to correct this problem of people living longer, benefits going longer. So they um, they put in place they would tax about up to 50 percent depending on your income, and then about 10 years later, um, Bill Clinton came in, former President Clinton came in and signed into law. The ability to for the government to increase that from 50% of your benefits up to 85% of your benefits can be taxed based on um, your total income in, in retirement. And they, how do they calculate that? Well, they look at what they call the, the beneficiary's provisional income. And how they calculate that is it's 50% of your Social Security benefits plus your other sources of income that contribute to your adjusted gross income. And that includes any additional wages if you're working in retirement, um, withdrawals from traditional tax-deferred accounts, withdrawals from 401ks or IRAs, uh, and then they look at your dividend interest and capital gains from your, um, your taxable accounts. And the way they calculate it is that for single uh, filers, um, you would be t- you would be taxed on 50% of your social security benefits if your income was between 25 and $34,000 a year. Um, but then over 34,000 you could be taxed on up to 85%. So if your income so it's it's pretty low. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean 35,000 a year? Right. Is right. that enough for most of our listeners to to live on in retirement? I'm going to say no. No, no. Not even close. So then if you're a joint filer uh, between thirty-two and forty-four thousand in income for a joint tax return filer, um, you would be taxed on up to fifty percent of your Social Security benefits, and then over forty-four thousand, you would be taxed up to eighty-five percent of your benefits. So, so that's something to consider. For most of our clients, you know, they're they're withholding from their Social Security to ensure that they um, 
you know, don't owe too much to have to pay a penalty. It, at the end it of shows year. you that it can be rather complicated. It's not as easy as just, oh, I'm going to retire. I start taking Social Security. It's that simple. Right. There's so many more factors. You know, you mentioned life expectancy, Joe, and it just got me thinking. You mentioned Reagan. Well, coming out of the 70s, right, the Jimmy Carter years and mortgages at, what, 17% or whatever we saw. Okay. In 1970, the life expectancy in the U.S. was 70 years old. The life expectancy for women, 74, but for men, and this is 1970, it's just 67. Between 70 and 1980, the largest gains in life expectancy occurred uh, with increases of about three years, uh, up to 73 for women. Now we're in the late 70s. Some people say babies born today could live well into their 80s, 90s, or even more. So clearly, I mean, think of that. Just back in 70, for men, 67 years old. Yeah. You're 67 right now. Just I know some guys, are, they're playing softball. Right. They're out and about doing things, you know. Like I said, playing in a band at State Fair. Right. <laughs> Looking like Jerry Garcia, but still they're having fun. Yeah. So Yeah, and, and that's that's the problem the Social Security is in is that people are living much longer, uh, taking benefits for much longer. And those thresh thresholds I just talked about, those income thresholds where you have to pay um based on, on those thresholds you have to to determine if you have to pay, um, how much you have to pay in income tax of, of your Social Security benefits, those thresholds have never been adjusted for inflation. But yet, we do have cost of living adjustment every year for yeah. Social Security. So your benefits are going up, but those thresholds are staying there, which means the government has a way to generate more taxes. Mm-hmm. In 2022, that number of taxes they withheld from Social Security benefits was $47 billion. So they're not going to change those. You know, that that's going to hurt. That's going to, that's going to hurt the program. Right. Um, but nonetheless, you're saying it in one way or another, we're, we're going to have the Social Security benefits. Yes. So about, let's see, the number is about, I think it's 56%. Yeah. Uh, 56% of retirees are paying taxes on a portion of their benefits. Just a little over half. A little over half. That number is going to move to, I think, 58% uh, within a few years. And this this something that you guys- And that was as of 2020, sorry. So 56% of retirees. So they're predicting, you know, I think by 2024 that that number is going to go to 58%, somewhere in that ballpark. So So this is all part of the strategy- Planning your retirement. Yeah. It's quite, so you've got to be kind of brutally honest with your clients too, Joe, right? And ask them, what, what are you expecting to do? Our, John said before, if you travel, that's great. Can you afford it? Do you travel? Can you afford $10,000, $15,000 in vacation? Because everything is going up in price. Right. You go grocery shopping right now. Yep. Oh, my goodness. So a little over half of the people are paying income taxes on their Social Security. Uh, the majority of our clients are paying income taxes on their Social Security. Uh how do you trim that tab? And that's what the article goes over, a few options for you to be able to, to reduce that amount you're paying from an income tax perspective. Uh, John talked about this earlier. Roth IRA conversions, definitely a way that you can trim your tax bill. Um, so if you can move more money over into the Roth, withdrawals out of the Roth don't count against your adjusted gross income. So that can be a, a, a nice benefit. Um, you know, but again, I would, I would stop and say, 
But there are a lot of questions that we would ask, and we have calculators and tools that we use to see if it would make sense for you yeah. to do Roth conversions. Uh, you know, in, in a few instances, uh, I know uh, a story of an individual uh, that didn't realize he did a huge Roth IRA conversion and it increased his Medicare premiums. It doubled them, Ouch. Um, over doubled them. I want to say they went up about three times. His monthly premium. Yes. So he didn't realize that and he didn't need to convert oh. that much in a year. That's why John talked earlier about planning the importance that one very important P well, of that's planning. That's a huge one. And to put a plan together to say, okay, we have this many years until you hit required minimum distribution age, which Our now RMDs, is 73. Yep, 73, we must. Or you have to start taking money out of your IRA. So let's figure out, we want to get some money over to the Roth, but let's do it um, every year so we're not increasing your premiums. So there are are a lot of factors. It's not just a black and white. Oh, if you want to reduce your taxes on your Social Security, then you should do Roth conversions. You know, no. I mean, it, I, I almost laugh when I say that because we have to go through your situation to see if it makes sense. And we will put a strategy together, then run the numbers with a, with our with our tools to be able to put numbers to it and say, yes, here's what you can potentially save from a tax perspective over the long term. Uh, citing the source you talked about, is this a Kiplinger's? Kiplinger's. I yes. like citing the sources. John talked about the three P's early in the show, philosophy, planning, and process. Certainly, taxes, Social Security, Social Security, all a part of that. Um, we got to take a break, but we're going to come back. It's the Wealth Management and Preservation segment, which we do every week in segment number three, WISN's Retirement Clinic, every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. with Joe Still and John White. You got a question? Please call them. Their main office is in Waukesha, but they will be adding soon Delafield. They're in Heartland, Racine, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona. The number 262-522-4040 or check out the thekowalway.com. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million It is time, dollars, the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. Welcome back. We continue with the Retirement Clinic, the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. And again, it goes back to managing, preserving that wealth. John White, what do you got for us this week? All right. So this is from the Wall Street Journal. High-earning retirement savers are losing some of their 401k tax breaks. Now, Right now, it's set to go effective January 1st of 2024. Anyone over age 50 can, as it stands right now, make uh, contributions, extra contributions or catch-up contributions through 401k, uh, putting another $7,500 into their account for a total of $30,000. Now, this is as it stands today, 2023. Over 50 years old, older, you can do it. Older than 50, exactly. But starting next year, those catch-up funds could be funneled or will have to be funneled into after-tax Roth accounts, so it's not pre-tax anymore. So if you're making over $145,000, uh, basically Congress is saying that, hey, come t January 1st, 2024, um, you're going to have to do that all on a Roth basis, not a pre-tax basis. So the math on that is, um, let's just say you're making a hundred, uh, you know, you're in the 35% tax bracket, uh, you would get a deduction of $2,625 to put $7,500 pre-tax into your 401k. 
uh, someone in the 22% tax bracket would get $1,650 of a tax break tax deduction by doing the pre-tax catch-up contribution. But Congress is saying, eh, nope, we're not doing that anymore. It's all going to be Roth, which means the tax deduction is going away. Now, of course, um, you know, Joe was talking about Roths before, right? And how putting in Roth conversions can lower your Social Security tax potentially. Um, but this is another way to get people to start doing more Roths. Um, whether they like it or not, because right now, as it stands, this is going effective January 1st. You guys like the Roth, right? I'm a big fan if, if we can pull it off, if it makes sense yeah. for the client. And again, um, you're, uh, the difference between a Roth, like a Roth 401k plan, you're, you're paying the taxes up front right now. Right. Yeah. Not when you take your IRMDs. Yeah. The Roth, I think about it, is vegetables now, dessert later. The IRA or the 401k is, <laughs> you get your dessert now and you get your vegetables later. Right, right. <laughs> I can't think of a better way of explaining unless it Unless you really, unless, John, you like broccoli. Unless you're one of those rare people that that's likes right. to eat it, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Who is the president? Was it W. Bush that hated broccoli? Or is yeah. I, I like raw like broccoli. I gotta say, I leave it raw. I know. I, There's certain vegetables I can yeah. I can take, and on the grilling. Anyway, I get your point. Right. It Dessert now or later. Right, and it <laughs> doesn't it doesn't affect IRAs. Just 401ks. Obviously, there's yeah. massive benefits with Roths. Right. We've just mentioned, but most of it is, hey, if you have a long time horizon ahead of you, and this money's put to work, it all comes out completely tax free. That's huge. It's huge from an estate planning standpoint. It's huge from a tax standpoint because now you can leverage that tax free money to lower your income somewhere else. If you have a big spending year and you might go over a couple of brackets with some sort of unknown expense, uh, tap the Roth. That might be a good time to do that and, and not take a punch on the nose. That, that term, you just said it, unknown expense. That could come up in your life. Nobody knows what the future holds. And Right. Life, life happens, things happen, unknown expense. Yeah. Sometimes it's health. And that's why we want to talk regularly with our clients and say, what's going on in your life? Is there any expenses coming up that we need to plan for so that we can take it from the right place so you don't get punched in the nose with, with tax bills? Um, yeah. So, again, part of the planning strategy, of course. Um, so, I, I, I mean, personally, I think, okay, kind of, you know, not getting a tax deduction anymore is not a good thing. It's not set in stone, though. There's a lot of employers out there that are appealing to Congress and saying, hey, we need to change our payroll software to accommodate this new change. Fidelity, one of the largest 401k plan providers in the country, is saying that not many of their clients are ready for this. In other words, employers aren't ready for this. So they're looking to delay this for at least two years. So it might not happen. We're just saying it might not, might not go ahead. Also, something I noticed in this article is that the actual drafting of the bill itself had some errors in it, in which it basically said that you can no longer do catch-up contributions at all. <laughs> so this is far from set in stone, but it's just a warning that, hey, January 1st, this could possibly go ahead. Um, if the employers get their way, it might get pushed off for two more years. If it doesn't, as it stands today, you lose that pre-tax catch-up. It's all going to be Roth if you're high, net, high did, income earner. Did they actually read the bill? Remember that line? I, we I, have to read the bill to find out what's in it. I, that was that did it indeed happen, didn't it? It did. And I you, just and shake you know my the head. Answers, they didn't read it. I just shake my head when I hear there were errors in the bill. It's just that's it's nonsense it's to nonsense. hear that. It's too important to, uh, to to play around with. And again, if it's passed or not, John, the thing is, you guys are aware of it as yes. financial advisors, so you can pass that along to me, and then you change your strategy and your approach. Right. So it's just affecting people older than 50 and making more than 145000 in the previous tax year. As it stands today, January 1st, all your catch-ups are now Roth if it, if it goes ahead. Good so stuff. It's, it's not set in stone. 
Just be aware of it. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's something you need to know about. It's why you tune in every week, the Retirement Clinic. And, of course, Monday through Friday, the Kowal Investment Group with those business and market updates on Mark Belling Show, 3 p.m., 5 p.m. news blocks. We'll be right back with the Retirement Clinic here on WISN. Wrapping up today's Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group. And we thank your hosts for today, Joe Still and John White. And I should have mentioned this when I introduced you guys. There's always a title. Like I say, financial advisor. Is that the right title, Joe? Yes, yes. I'm, I, I'm I, a chartered retirement planning counselor. In see, there to is that. a title. So, yeah, we, we all have designations. Um, and that goes to the testing that's required, right? Right, right. Oh. That's additional education and testing that we, we've all gone through to specialize in, in retirement and planning. Uh, John White, your official title? Uh, financial advisor, certified financial planner. I like to think of myself as a certified nice guy. See, I like that one. <laughs> they don't have that in your world, though. So it's got to be certified financial planning <laughs> yeah. and a certified nice guy. Uh, your website, Joe, com. But we tell our listeners this every week. Don't have to be a client of the Kowal Investment Group. Please call if you got a question. Yes, we talked. I talked in my segment about Social Security and income taxes and Social Security. If you have any questions around when do I take Social Security? Should I should I withhold any money uh, for taxes? Give our office a call. We go through uh, a very very detailed process of planning uh, to put a, a really good game plan together for our clients in retirement as it relates to social security and the income. So that number two, six, two, five, two, two, 40, 40, the coalway.com all over social media as well. And you'll find that on the website, John white. Thank you for another great show. Two weeks in a row here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Joel, still a pleasure having you back on the show. We'll hear you Monday through Friday and talk to you soon on the program. Thanks Paul. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend as well to our listeners. Thank you for joining us. Retirement clinic every Saturday here on WISN.